This is the Awareness Offerings Podcast, a weekly offering of yoga philosophy discussion and guided meditation for the moments we're living in. I'm your host, Lara Tara Davy Joplin. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher, integrative therapist, and spiritual social media strategist. I'm trying to integrate the principles of spiritual philosophy as I understand them into all those areas of my work and into my life trying to understand my position as a white woman devotee of yoga in the West, and simply trying to live with awareness. This podcast is me doing all that out loud. Welcome in. You're listening to episode 72, Be Held. Welcome to this week's awareness offering. Thank you for being here however you might be arriving. As always, if you'd like to support what we are getting into here on this show, best ways to do so are by rating, subscribing, and or leaving a review on whatever platform you're using to listen. And if you feel called to share by word of mouth or on social media, all those actions simply help other people find the show. That is much appreciated. Your presence is appreciated even more, as always. Glad you're here. And here we are. Let's get into our opening practice to really get here and be here. And then we'll talk more about maybe where we are, or at least where I'm coming from as I record this episode today. So we'll go into our opening practice of singing the sound of OM one time. OM being the resonant, neutralizing sound of consciousness. That's a combination of how the ways my different teachers describe the sound of OM. So going into a space of resonance, the vibration of sound, which can bring a sense of harmony and balance to the system. OM being neutralizing, consciousness itself being neutral and open. So maybe kind of dialing down the charge on whatever we might be bringing into this space. So you can join me in singing OM out loud. You can listen as a practice. You can vocalize whether you are singing OM or not. If you're coming along here, I'll invite you to maybe get your body into any kind of comfortable position. And if it is safe and it feels supportive right now for you to do so, you might close your eyes. You might choose a soft gaze instead. You could look down the tip of your nose or toward the floor. Just turning toward yourself a little more for this practice. Then if it's available to you, you might take an inhale through your nose. Let's exhale that one, just letting go first. And then we'll take an inhale for one round of OM. Thank you for joining me in that practice. And now for this week's discussion. So I am recording this episode kind of first thing as I begin my day here on Thursday, the week of February 9th in 2023. Thursday is typically my podcast recording day and I'm I'm doing it first thing here. And I this is sort of the the second practice of my day so far, uh, I began, I didn't, I, I won't sit here and say I began my day with pranayama and nothing else because that would be 
untrue. Um, I had my phone beside me when I woke up, and so I began with my face on the phone for a little bit, and that's something I'm in an active dance with. I know a lot of us are. But then eventually I put the phone down and I did do some breath work in bed. And then I came to this podcast. And part of what I was doing on the phone was just reaching out to some of the folks that, you know, are my community and my teachers and and hold space for me and care for me just to tell them that I am having or was having or maybe still am, you know, it's all a process, but was having a pretty intense nervous system response to the particular events of this week. It has been a pretty intense week. And most of them are in this human life right now for all of us, I know. Um, But this the particular flavor of some of the events and situations I've been navigating this week have really just stirred up some some prickliness in my nervous system. And I've been feeling it as anxiety and overthinking and just a a really um, charged sense of being in my body. And so I named that out loud to some of the folks that I care about and in you know, there, there is some benefit to these cell phones because in being able to name it, I could then really set the intention and, and say to myself and to these people, okay, now I'm going to put this down for a second and I'm going to do some breath work specifically to tend to my nervous system. So I put the phone down and laying in bed, I did a particular breath practice that my spiritual teacher, my primary teacher, Swami Jayadevi, was offering a lot during the most intense times of lockdown and, and pandemic times. I know the pandemic is not over, but in the in the 2020 of it all, she was offering this practice a lot um, and would share that it is a reset essentially for or can act as a reset for the amygdala, the part of our brain that is responsible for fight or flight for our stress response. And in that way can also serve as a reset for the nervous system. And it's a pretty dynamic breath. It's a strong breath in filling up the lungs, widening the ribs side to side as much as possible. And then a powerful breath out the same way contracting it all in. And we do that for quite a while over and over. And there is sort of a sense of intensity that builds almost matching whatever intensity we might be trying to reset from. And then if it's possible, we do some work to pause the breath. We pause with the breath out for uh, uh, an extended period of time, if possible. The out breath in my yoga tradition is this space of, of emptiness, but not emptiness as a lacking, emptiness as pure openness, pure potential. Because when we're in the out breath, there's nothing else to do but breathe in. There's nothing else to do but create. So there is an openness. So that emptiness of the out breath, we pause there. Then we pause on one more in breath and we try to soften the body as much as possible when we're holding that in breath um, to practice like softening the intensity and soften how we're holding ourselves around the intensity. And then we kind of breathe out. And whenever I share this breath with others, on that last out breath, I kind of flag that that exhalation, the descending nature and feeling of an exhale can be this bridge, this pathway taking us into that reset that my teacher describes and into a kind of transitioning us from mind to body, from thinking to feeling. And after that last exhale, my teacher will often instruct us to just feel what we feel. So we go into the feeling body and we have intentional space 
and softness and whatever else we've generated through that big breath practice to kind of hold ourselves around what we're feeling. So I did that practice before recording this podcast and I did what I could to hold myself in the intensity that I'm experiencing. And that's what I'm here to share about, to reflect on, to digest, and to share with you as an offering for this week's podcast. The theme of being held is one that has come up over and over this week. And it's interesting that it has come up completely parallel, right alongside this week of intensity. I mean, Tuesday, two days ago from when I'm sitting here and recording this episode, was just like a fire hose. Everything that happened had this intense flavor to it. And there were so many intense pieces of news and intense situations and dynamics I had to navigate that day. And the effects are still lingering. And I still feel myself digesting that a couple days later. And at the same time, right alongside that, This concept of being held has come to the forefront over and over. And not just like symbolically, it's not just something I've been thinking about in my head. It tangible events have happened where people have said out loud, have have spoken out loud about being held. And so it's been this present theme. And it's interesting that the intensity and the idea of being held have come up together. And at the same time, I think it's exactly correct. I don't think it's a coincidence at all because I feel as if what can help the most, what I'm learning as a human living in the world, as a yoga teacher, as a new therapist working with clients, what can help in the moments of our deepest intensity is simply being held. And I find that to be true. You know, I'm finding it to be true for myself as I digest intensity this week and do what I can first just to hold myself by acknowledging, right? Before I even did the practice, it helped to, you know, wake up in the morning and feel the the sandpapery, prickly, rough nature of my nervous system state and just say to myself, okay, I'm having kind of a trauma response to this week. And then to say it out loud to other people and just to witness it, if nothing else, just to witness what I was navigating, that is holding ourselves. So I'm finding that being held is supportive, deeply supportive and soothing for myself. And I'm, I'm finding and learning that that's true for the people that I work with, especially in a therapeutic capacity. I was sitting with a therapy client this week who is navigating intense grief. And this client actually spoke out loud about an experience they had doing some spiritual practice and that the most kind of supportive part, the the most healing part of the experience for them was when they were lying down and the teacher came up and covered them with a blanket and made sure that their feet were covered in the blanket that that was the most moving part of the, this experience that they were that they went to was feeling held and they named it as such and we affirmed that that feeling of being held can be the most important thing when we are navigating intensity 
And so I heard out loud from a client about the benefit of being held. But it's also something that I witnessed in my process as a therapist, because during this particular session, a lot, most, if not all of what I was doing was simply witnessing. Part of this session was me sitting with this client, simply sitting as they allowed a deep emotional release and felt their feelings just sitting with. And then the, the a bulk of the, the session was listening to them recounting a particular exchange that they had with another person, just listening, listening to the details of the exchange, listening to their commentary, just listening. And once the session was over, it could have been easy to feel like, oh, I didn't really do anything. And that was a narrative that my mind, you know, considered for a moment. But even then, I kind of knew that the witnessing itself is important. You know, I didn't do any kind of magical therapy techniques. We didn't do any kind of specialized style of therapy. We didn't make any huge breakthroughs. I didn't do much, period. But simply witness. But that sense of being held was what my client needed, and they even named it out loud. And it affirmed for me this idea that Being fully held energetically and emotionally is therapeutic. If we're talking about, you know, the therapeutic process and actual, you know, clinical therapeutic work and being held energetically and emotionally is healing and soothing and supportive for the nervous system. Even if we're outside of a therapeutic context and we're talking about our spiritual practices, our somatic practices, our nervous system regulation practices, which could include, you know, movement, yoga, asana, breath work, pranayama, meditation practice, but are not limited to that, right? We know how we soothe our nervous systems. That could include laying down. It could include dancing around, running around, getting outside, sitting on the earth co-regulating, regulating our nervous system with the help of, of something or someone we love, right? Like a, a beloved pet or a beloved person. But either way, it is healing. It is therapeutic to be fully held energetically and emotionally. And regardless of, of what techniques we might do in the therapy room or what practices we might do for ourselves to regulate, it is the being held that I think might be the most important. And that's really what I have to share today. Not a, not a long reflection, but uh, a, a powerful one, it feels like. Uh, a clear reflection about the power of being held. So I would like to now give us time to feel and be held in the space of somatic practice. Let's do a little regulation through practice. <laughs> So here is the moment in this awareness offerings podcast and project where we shift from discussion into embodiment, from thinking about it into practicing about it. So we will do some embodied practice. And I couldn't really speak and share about that breath practice that I touched on earlier in the podcast that I received from my teacher without that being the practice that I share here with you. And I believe I have shared this practice on the podcast before, but I want to acknowledge a couple things about it. One, you know, it's it's sort of a um, it's a delicate thing to navigate to share this over a podcast without you, 
who are listening right in front of me so that I can really hold the energetic space for you because it's an intense breath. So I want to hold that energetic space by just naming out loud it's an intense breath and affirming that you have choice always. You are empowered to regulate however you might. So if leaning into the intensity by going into intense breath and using it to flip the switch into a little more soothing, if that feels like it will only kick up your intensity rather than soothe it, I want to affirm that is completely valid. And you might not know that until you start the breath. So if you get into it and you're like, nope, this is only making it worse, stop and come to a practice that works, right? Maybe a simple breath awareness, just mindfulness of your breath, however it is in the moment. Maybe belly down breath, putting your belly on the ground and just feeling the feedback of your breath moving against the earth. Anything goes. So know that this is a big breath and you can choose to regulate your nervous system, however. And knowing that it's an intense breath, you can take it at your pace. You can take breaks. You can do what you need to do. So please be aware of that. And then get your body into any kind of comfortable position. I did this breath lying down uh, this morning. And my teacher has often instructed us as a community, the folks who study with her, to do it lying down in the most intense times. Um, So if it's possible and comfortable for you to lie down, that's great. If not, any seat at all where you have space in your spine, right? Positioning your legs however you choose. Maybe using back support like a wall or a chair or a headboard behind you. Arms comfortable, supportive, right? It might help to hold your torso with one hand on your chest and one on your belly. Anything goes you choose. And of course, if you're not in a position to pause and get still right now, this is a great time to pause the podcast and come back when you're ready. But as you settle into the position that is supportive for you, you might choose to close your eyes. You can always choose a soft gaze instead, looking toward the tip of your nose or the floor in front of you if you're sitting upright, or just gazing softly at the ceiling above you if you're lying down. And we're going to go pretty much right into the breath. You might be taking these first couple moments of settling to just notice the arc of your breath as it is right now. To give yourself a moment of orientation to exactly what is, to the sensations in your body as you rest in a practice position. The quality of your breath as it is right now. The quality of your mind, because that's a part of it. To whatever is contained in your experience right now. Maybe it's intensity. Maybe it's curiosity. Whatever works. Whatever it is, I should say. And know there might be more room to actually know in an embodied way what you're feeling once we get into the feeling body through this breath. So we begin with a bellows breath. Uh, uh, Um... I always forget the Sanskrit name of this breath. What is it? Oh my gosh. It's bellows in English. Bastrika. (laughs) Bastrika in Sanskrit. And the bellows refers to, like when you see an accordion, the actual accordion space between the handles that you expand and contract, that is the bellows. 
similar to the accordion shaped tool that a blacksmith would use to pump oxygen into a fire. That's what we're doing with the belly here. We're kind of slow burn pumping oxygen into the transformative fire that is said to be energetically contained in the belly. So we go into this big bellows breath and then we might do some holds knowing that you can say yes or no to holding. You can breathe whenever you need to breathe. So for a a bellows breath, you take a strong breath in through your nose, imagining you could expand your ribs as far side to side as possible without force. Then you exhale with some power, slowly but powerfully contracting from your center and ribs. And that's a breath. Filling up power on the inhale. Releasing power on the exhale. We'll do several rounds. You set the pace, take breaks if you need to, decide not to do this breath if you need to. your pace. About a minute left. Maybe three rounds. And then a breath in like that. Full exhale, squeezing from your center, trying to press out as much air as possible. So we transition into that space of emptiness. Maybe tension dissipates as we breathe the air out and consider pausing on that out breath in that space of emptiness, of potential and openness, where you've done so much to oxygenate your cells. You have the oxygen, but you can breathe when you need to breathe. Just curiosity about this open non-breath space for a moment.
when it feels like it's time to inhale gently to be easy on your your valves the valves of your heart gently inhale then consider pausing with that breath in just allowing the energy the power or the shakti of the breath to build as you try to soften wherever you can rather than holding with squeezing holding yourself softly maybe softening your jaw your face your belly holding yourself like you'd hold a flower in your open palms breathe what you need to breathe but maybe a moment to pause on the in-breath then a gentle exhale this is where you let your breath do what it does so no more um, structure but on this exhalation that descending energy acts like a bridge dropping you down dropping you in moving perhaps a little more from mind into body from thinking into feeling into more of a somatic state and space rather than needing to think your way through and figure everything out just holding yourself being held in your own presence where your breath does what it does and you get to feel what you feel from that place of intention clearing and softness that you've cultivated through pranayama through breath practice knowing you have time and space knowing you are held in the moment of your presence that you're held in community with all the other folks who might be doing this breath practice by listening to this podcast or all the other people who have taught and practiced this breath before you and know even that you are held You know, by me, I offer you this affirmation that, you know, though I'm not in front of you and you might not be listening to this, you know, live or in real time, my, you know, my presence is part of this. And so you're held and witnessed in whatever you have been digesting through this practice. I'm witnessing by holding this space. allowing time and space to be held in what you are feeling from this somatic this body-based sanctuary of presence if you will From here, perhaps a purposeful breath in and exhale. 
from where you are. Maybe a little wiggling in your fingers and toes. Hands and feet are a good place to feel embodied. A lot of nerve endings, especially in the hands. And hands and feet tend to hold less tension and maybe less emotional story than other places in the body. So they can be a little more neutral. Neutral way to get back into the body. Then you might release that wiggling and start to make your way back into kind of the external a little more. Blinking your eyes open, maybe slowly, taking your time. Maybe intentionally noting awareness of your internal state still, even as you bring your senses a little more back to the external. One, just just continuing to hold yourself and tend to your nervous system by affirming that you don't have to jump right out of practice and get to the next thing and be productive and figure it out, but easing your way back into your external world and to just continue to receive what you offered yourself by holding yourself is affirming that that is a part of you and it gets to go with you into whatever else you might have to navigate for the rest of the day that you're going into after listening to this episode or the week and the life that we're all navigating may you be held may you be held may you be held thank you for listening to this awareness offering the awareness offerings podcast is created edited and produced by me lara tara davy joplin my music is by my brother oxella o-x-e-l-a who can be found on Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, and beyond. You can keep up with me on Instagram at Lara2 underscores Tara. Talk to you next time.